Good morning. It's Friday, May 7th. I'm Duarte Geraldino. And I'm Shamita Basu. This is Apple News Today. Each morning, hear about some of the most fascinating stories in the news and how the world's best journalists are covering them. The latest job numbers show more than a quarter million jobs were added in April. But this is quite a bit lower than forecasters expected. Big picture here. As the economy reopens, something unusual is happening in the labor market. Even though millions of people are still out of work, many business owners say they're struggling to fill the openings they have. The Wall Street Journal reports on this unexpected problem. It also explains why there are so many unfilled job openings, especially in manufacturing, restaurants, and construction. Many people who are out of work right now say they're afraid to take a new job because they think they might get COVID. The journal cites a survey showing around half of job seekers want a job where they can work remotely. Child care is another reason people may be holding back on taking new jobs. Businesses might be reopening their doors, but not all schools are there yet. For people who have kids learning remotely, leaving the house every day might not be an option. This is especially true for women, who we know have shouldered more of the burden of household duties than men over the past year. A Census Bureau economist tells the journal, there are nearly 1.5 million fewer mothers in the workforce than at the start of the pandemic. And NPR says immigration policy is also a factor in this. Businesses that rely on seasonal foreign workers, like restaurants and hotels, are struggling to fill their staffs. NPR spoke with one restaurant owner who's now closing down two days a week because he just doesn't have enough employees. A pause on H-2B visas from the Trump administration expired about a month ago. So there's been a delay in processing these types of visas, too. And then you have unemployment benefits. This is one of the most debated issues surrounding unfilled job openings. Economists on the right say the increased pandemic jobless benefits are discouraging unemployed people from job hunting. Economists on the left argue that reasoning doesn't hold up to scrutiny. One tells the journal, if this were the case, wages would spike much more rapidly. Regardless of the reason, the economy needs people to fill these jobs. And the way companies will decide to address today's job seekers' main concerns about childcare, about remote work, could change the conversation around hiring and getting hired in a post-pandemic economy. At just 16 months old, Nathan Galvin is taking part in groundbreaking scientific research. He's in a Pfizer COVID vaccine study of children under two. Experts say vaccinating children is a crucial step toward getting the pandemic under control. The Houston Chronicle brings us Nathan's story. This kid has lived pretty much his whole life in the pandemic. And his mom is a pediatric surgeon. She said when he was born, she was so nervous about bringing the virus home from the hospital, she temporarily moved out of the house. And when COVID-19 vaccines for adults got emergency authorization, she started searching for clinical trials to enroll Nathan. And his mom tells the Chronicle, other than some hives, Nathan hasn't really experienced any side effects. This initial stage in the trial is meant to identify what size dose works for very young children. But not all parents are as enthusiastic about getting their kids a COVID shot. CNN points to a Kaiser Family Foundation survey showing that only about 30 percent of parents say they'll get their children vaccinated as soon as they're eligible. Another third said they want to wait and see. 
Now, this is important, and I'm glad CNN points this out. It says these numbers are similar to what we saw among adults when vaccines were first approved last year, and we saw vaccine acceptance increase over time. Experts emphasize these vaccines are being rigorously studied and tested to make sure they're safe and effective for kids. And at the rate things are going, it looks more and more likely that children may soon be rolling up their sleeves for a COVID shot in a matter of days. The FDA is expected to approve Pfizer's vaccine for kids ages 12 to 15. TikTok is the place to go for new dances, viral recipes, funny pranks, and now, for some, financial advice. Young people are increasingly turning to the social media platform for tips on how to manage their money. So the Wall Street Journal took a look at what's going on there and whether the advice on TikTok is any good. Now, according to a recent survey, as many as 41% of Gen Zers use TikTok for investment info. Financial advisors say these fun, bite-sized videos are way more accessible and interesting than traditional educational resources. Plus, young people say it's a lot less judgmental to get advice from their peers. Here's self-described financial activist Taylor Price, a.k.a. Priceless Day. She's 20 years old and has a million followers. You're losing millions of dollars and you don't even know it. Buying that Starbucks drink every day is not losing me millions. No, but not investing in your Roth IRA is. If you start at 18 and contribute every single month, you will get lots of money. One of the main concerns from financial professionals and users is there isn't a lot of transparency on TikTok. You know, who are these influencers? Are they even qualified to give advice about money? One financial planner told the journal, it's probably safest to stick to tips about budgeting, saving money, keeping your credit score healthy. Maybe you should avoid TikTok advice about complicated trading strategies. The main point of this article is seek out trusted sources. And remember, no investment is without risk. That way, you'll be buying into more than just social media hype. Here's a nice story ahead of Mother's Day. In 1973, a woman named Jean Rose decided to name her newborn son after the boy's father, James, and his uncle, Leonard. She combined their two names into Jalen. That creative choice would end up having decades of impact. Jalen Rose was later part of Michigan's legendary Fab Five. That was the first team in college basketball history to reach the men's championship with all freshman starters. Now, around this time, the name Jalen cracked the list of the country's 400 most popular baby names. And as Jalen Rose enjoyed more and more success in the basketball court, the name Jalen kept on becoming more popular. Jalen Rose went on to the NBA and to a career as a sports broadcaster. And all those little baby Jalens, we now have what ESPN is calling the Jalen generation. <laughs> there are tons of college and professional athletes named Jalen. Maybe the most famous one right now is top NBA draft prospect Jalen Suggs, whose Final Four buzzer beater was the highlight of this year's March Madness. According to ESPN, there are currently 32 players with some variation of the name Jalen in major pro sports leagues. Nearly 80 played men's college basketball this past season. Still, it's all bittersweet for the original Jalen. His mom recently passed away. And while he was going through her belongings, he found a handwritten list. And it revealed something remarkable. Jean Rose didn't just follow the career of her Jalen. 
she had followed every Jalen who came after him. In football, Jalen Richards on the Raiders, Jalen Hurts on the Eagles, Jalen Ramsey on the Rams. In basketball, Jalen Brunson on the Mavericks, and Jalen Brown on the Celtics. The list went on and on. Jalen Rose says, for the record, he roots for all Jalens. He says the Jalen generation is going to be what defines his mom's legacy and his own. And with her gone, that means a lot. You can find all these stories and more in the Apple News app. And while you're there, check out some of our audio stories. We'll talk with you on Monday.